Hey, the seat taken? If you're sitting in it. Freshman! Ignore him. Welcome? Luke. Like Skywalker. Oh? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a nerd, sorry. All good. It is. Great, another one. You look familiar, kid. I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, you been to a meeting before? First time. And right on time. We're just getting started, and we're glad to have you. Kalen, why don't you leave this time? My pleasure. <clears throat> this is a meeting place. This is a safe space, away from all the things we can't erase. Let us speak in confidence. Let us share in abundance. And, and that, that we forever, forever, be, forever protected be protected from what, what we, we face. face. Amen. Or something like that. <laughs> nice touch. All-inclusive. All right. So, Luke, the way this usually works is... You guys go around and share your experiences. Quick study. Unless you've been to other meetings, like this, although you seem clean. Don't be rude. What I'm saying is that most people that walk through these doors wear what's worn them down. You know, you know what I mean. This place is their last resort after they've resorted to a bunch of other things to escape it all. I guess I hide it pretty well. I mean, we all have a history, right? Indeed we do, man. Who's up first? I'm Gina, and I'm a spiraholic. Wait, a what? That's her way of saying she's a medium and feels a lot of shit. Thank you. Yes. I'm a medium, and I'm not proud of it. What? You mean you don't enjoy talking to Casper and his homies whenever you want? <sighs> Smartass. Growing up, I used to see things all the time. Come to find out, the house I grew up in was where the mob did most of their business. I saw a lot of victims, and they would tell me what happened to them. I'll never get those images out of my head. I've gone to therapy, but I've had to make shit up because my mother swore up and down that if I told the doctors or anyone I was seeing shit... They'd put me in the nut house like my uncle. So, I kept my mouth shut. There was always this one man in my backyard. He stayed outside and stared into my window. He knew that I could see him. He wanted me to see him. I just called him him. I preferred not knowing his name or who he was because it would be easier to ignore him. It was damn near impossible, but I did my best. I was about five or six when I was really able to make sense of what I was seeing and understanding that no one else could see them. Your innocence keeps you safe, but... I was around 12, becoming a young woman. That's when shit got real. I assumed I was safe inside my house, since him would always just 
watch from the window outside like he didn't have access. If I avoided my room, I didn't have to see him, right? <sighs> On my 12th birthday, literally, when the clock struck 12, I'll never forget that night. My family and I had a tradition of always singing happy birthday at midnight. But my parents figured I was a big girl now, and I didn't want that. 12 o'clock midnight, I'm laying in my bed, falling asleep. That's when I heard someone singing, Happy birthday to you. It sounded like it was coming outside, but it sounded like it was moving closer until finally as if someone was standing right over me singing. He got into the house. My windows were closed. My blinds were drawn, but he got in. I screamed so loud that my parents came rushing in. I had wet the bed, too. Got a nice whooping for that. He waited until I was of age. I blame myself for that. I don't know. I tried to tell my parents, but it was pointless. Once I hit puberty, it was like the floodgates opened and I could see and feel everything. Didn't matter where I was, I couldn't turn it off. I still can't. We moved away from that place in the middle of high school. I hoped that was the last time I saw him, but it wasn't. He pops up every now and then and still... As I've gotten older, I've learned to block them out more, but if I'm having a rough day, they have a field day with me. Thank you for sharing that, Gina. Hey, I was just kidding about the Casper shit. I know. Your grandma says cut that out, by the way. She says you know what she's talking about. Care to share? Yes, I do. No pressure. I'll go. Oh, okay. Take your time. <laughs> Thank you. So, trauma. Trauma. I never liked clowns. In my neighborhood, there were rumors that someone was going around dressed up as a clown kidnapping kids the town was on lockdown for a while and we had a curfew we were to go straight home after school 
If our parents weren't home by the time we got out, we had to wait at the school. My other siblings went on the opposite side of town and got out later than I did, so I usually had to wait a while. The stories going around were scary, but I don't know, it, it seemed... It seemed like we were far removed from what was happening. That was until a week after a classmate of mine didn't show up. I was in middle school and the student body was small enough to notice when someone was absent. It, it wasn't even Halloween. I just remember my neighborhood being petrified. So my friends and I would take a shortcut home through the park until they found one of our schoolmates there. Our parents wouldn't tell us what happened to him, but one of the kid's parents was a cop on the scene, and he heard everything. Tommy Cows was dismembered. The clown put a red nose on him? That, that was his trademark, apparently. And that's when it became real to me. Uh, my older siblings even seemed to be afraid, and they were in high school at the time. On the weekends, we just hung around around the house instead of hanging with our friends. That was the only way our parents knew we'd be safe. That's what they thought. They were just doing their best. They found a couple of more bodies before it died down. The town tried their best to go back to normal once they stopped hearing the stories, assuming, you know, that maybe it had all ended. But we had an early dismissal one Friday. My siblings picked me up and we all walked home together. We get home that day and I remember walking into my room and looking into my mirror. I saw my sister standing behind me looking at my closet. She looked like she'd seen a ghost. And when I turned around to see what she was seeing, I froze. He was there. He was there, this clown staring straight at me. I let out a scream and I, I guess it scared him enough that he found the nearest window and jumped out of it. I still check my closet every night. My dreams are shit because of that day. Yeah, I don't I don't like clowns. <laughs> With good reason. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's no ghost story, but it it still haunts me. Speaking of clowns, my mom had a track record for dating them. She always picked these assholes to play daddy until they got tired or violent with me, her, or my siblings. It was rinse, wash, repeat. Went on for a while, honestly. Then she met this one guy. She'd talk on the phone with him all hours of the night. Some nights she wouldn't even come home. 
I I was the oldest, so I'd look out for my younger siblings, making sure that they ate and did their homework. It was normal routine, but... Sorry. I mean, it was the normal routine for us, but now that I'm older, I realize how damaging it was. Damn, man. Yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, no kidding. Some time went by. I'd say a few months, and she had him over for dinner. I remember he walked through the door, and something felt off about him. You ever meet someone, and they just don't sit right with you? He walked through the door, and everything got heavy. It could just be in my head, but it also seemed like any room he walked into got darker. My little sister loves everybody. Sometimes she was too friendly with people she didn't know, that's when I knew. This time she stayed close to me. She wouldn't leave me or my brother's side. When he asked our names, none of us rushed to speak up, and that pissed Mom off. She said we were being rude. I didn't think so. That guy was fucking off, and we all knew it. He started coming around more often. My mom would make us come out of the room to spend time with him, and we hated it. The guy did not feel good. One night, my mom got really angry and gave us all a punishment. She made us stay in our rooms that night with no food. If he no longer wanted to see us, it would be our fault. My mom left one night. And about four days passed without us hearing or even seeing her. If I could be honest, we didn't mind her not being there. I mean, she was like a child and just made the living situation a living hell. Days passed, we heard nothing. And then one day my aunt came to pick me up at school with a police officer. They found my mom in the middle of a field. I guess he was planning on killing us too. I mean, that's what he confessed to. I remember seeing his face in the paper. And he just looked evil. They say the devil wears many faces. And until this day, I'm convinced his was one of them. Sorry about your mom, man. Thanks, but I was more of a parent than she was. My aunt did a great job with us, and it's probably she to say it, but I was definitely happier when mom was gone. Life seemed better. You can't feel guilty about that. Sometimes how we are treated can affect us more than we realize. He's got a point. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Unless Luke has something. I can wait. What a gentleman. All right. Shit, okay. 
Okay, well, I've told you guys I've still been coping with the accident. Luke, I'll give you the short version. My family and I were on a road trip. We were all taking shifts driving while the others would sleep. I had too much coffee so I didn't sleep when I was supposed to. It was my turn to drive and I didn't realize it, but... The coffee was starting to wear off in a big way. I got cocky and decided I didn't need any sleep. I fell asleep at the wheel. I was a real fucking idiot and, well... The car came out of nowhere and whacked us. I was in the hospital for about a month recovering from that. I was the only one. No other survivors. Everyone tries to convince me that it wasn't my fault, that the car ran a red light, but if I was more alert, I would have saw it coming our way and been able to maneuver or something, anything. It's been about eight years, but it feels like yesterday still. My dreams have been an absolute nightmare, no pun intended. It's not just that, though. You guys ever have sleep paralysis? I've been having it a lot more lately. At first I thought I'd just have dreams about the car, me and my family completely wrecked. It's gotten worse, though. Some nights, I'll wake up to shadows, standing around my bed. I can't move. I can't speak. I can barely breathe, and the whole time I just see and feel the darkness swallowing my room whole with me along with it. I've had more episodes in a week than I've probably had in a year. The most recent, I... I felt it this time. I really... I really felt something this time. People call him the man with the hat whenever they have some sleep paralysis episodes, but I was too scared to open my eyes to see anything. I was completely immobilized. My back turned to the wall as I felt a heavy pressure on me. It's as if... It's as if someone laid in my bed behind me and I could feel them wrap their arms around me as I did my best to call out for help. It, it felt like an eternity, so I just started to pray to myself. It, it took a while, but it eventually helped. I, I was afraid to go back to sleep that night because that was the first time ever something like that felt so real. Doctors can't really tell you what's going on because they haven't figured it out. I've been avoiding sleep because of this very thing. It's a lot to deal with, a lot to process, and it sounds shitty, but sometimes I wish I didn't survive. I have melatonin, but I don't want to sleep anymore. Rest in peace has a new meaning for me.
You have anyone staying with you? My lizard, but physical touch isn't her love language. You know, you can always crash at my place if need be. I might take you up on that. It's been real difficult functioning lately. This is the safest place I can go to right now. That's why I stick around after the meetings, honestly. Anything to keep me away from home. I'm convinced the man in the hat is some fucking soul thief or spirit snatcher. He doesn't feel good. Nothing about that feels good. Uh, it's surprising that I've never had one of those episodes. I can say that the people I come across are pretty bold and don't care to hide in the shadows. Oh, your mom says, pray more. <laughs> she always tells me to pray more. Are they okay? She says, they're fine. I love you. Isn't it ironic that none of us find it strange that she's a ghost hotline? Comes in handy. Anyways, thanks, Gina. No problem. Yeah, seems like you guys have been through the ringer. Eloquently put. Okay, seems like you guys have been through hell. <laughs> that sounds more accurate. What's your poison? What do you mean? Why did you come to this group of misfits? This is your first time, and you also don't have to share if you don't feel comfortable. It's complicated. <laughs> Have you met the choir? Yeah, but... Give it a shot. <sighs> Alright. Well, I'm sure like you guys, I'm not the closest with my family. They've kept their distance. My mom calls me bad luck, or the disruptor. If I'm around, things are going down, and that's how she puts it. I mean, labels become our identity, and if you're always treated a certain way, you start to identify with it. I spent a decent amount of my childhood alone. My family didn't want to be around. My parents would go to family functions without me and just tell the rest of the family... I was sick or something. She had to maintain the perfect family image to everyone else, so they practically locked me away. Shitty way to live. What kind of bad things were they? He hurts people. Who's Roger? I don't know Roger. Bullshit. Him saying it, not me. Ask him about Halloween. I... This guy is dead, so did you have something to do with that? 
told you guys it was complicated. This is a safe space, but look, man, if, if there's something... We're not murderers. Hey, neither am I. Roger thinks otherwise. I just go where I feel I need to go, alright? What? That's how this all works. I just show up. People always tell me I look familiar to them, and when they do, I know I'm where I should be. I'm leaving. You probably shouldn't. No. I think we all fucking should. He's not being completely honest, guys. Kid, you better start talking or else. Look, I show up because I have to. I show up when it's time. I show up because I'm meant to take someone with me when I leave. What are you saying? Someone here isn't making it home tonight. Are you still with me? So, there you have it. The finale to Haunted Anonymous. And I want to take this moment to thank the voices that lent themselves to this story and really bringing it to life. So, Jerry Lopez, Stephen Jazz of The Whichever Path, Kay and Warren of Tone Death, a theater nerd's guide for their spouse. All of you have made this story what it is. And I appreciate you guys so much. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed your stay. Have a safe, warm, and happy Halloween. Sleep tight.